Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronz. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, have you ever wanted uh, time travel? I think going back to the past would be cool. I wouldn't want to time travel into the future, but definitely to go back in time and see how things were would be pretty cool. Today we're actually headed back in time. And we're going to talk about some species that once roamed the Keystone State. So a 2020 study from Gothenburg University in England found that 96% of all species that have gone extinct did so due to human influence. But then there's a subcategory of extinction called extirpation. And that's really what we're zeroing in on today. So let's take a minute and talk about what extirpation really means. Biologists use the term extirpated to describe a species that no longer exists in a specific region. So when an animal no longer occurs in a particular geographic area, such as a mountain range or a watershed, or more often some artificial boundary that only humans recognize, like a state line, they qualify as extirpated. So now that we found out what extirpated means, let's take a look at our pre-existing climate that we had here in Pennsylvania. Let's say back in the 1700s, 1600s, that era. Uh, so we can kind of go back and see some of the early records, uh, some of the journals that were taken back then, and uh, compare it to today's climate. And what we find is similar, but um, one quote that I found was the winters were freezing and the summers dripped with humidity. So that kind of gives you a good picture of what's going on back then. Uh, but I think as we expand our thought a little bit and focus in on habitat, we find out why winters were so cold and the summer was just so humid. So along with that pre-existing climate, there was a pre-existing habitat as well. And I would say at least to some degree, this was because of the vegetation that existed throughout the Northeast. So to give you an example of what it might have looked like in Pennsylvania, back in the 16 and 1700s, early naturalist John Bartram said this upon describing early exploration of the state. We observed the tops of the trees to be so close to one another for many miles together that there is no seeing which way the clouds drive, nor which way the wind sets. And it seems almost as if the sun had never shone on the ground since the creation. This conjures up visions of just how dark and dense our forests once were. Yeah, if you just kind of pause for a minute and think of that statement that he said, uh, man, those were some dense forests. Yeah. Definitely. And the size of the trees, you know, you're talking about four foot across at the base of the trunk. Uh, and that wasn't unusual back then. So the trees were massive. The canopy was, you know, sprawling. And uh, that created a really dark forest. A lot of places for animals to hide as well. So the first animal we'd like to talk about is the lynx. And although there's records of lynx in the Commonwealth, it's believed all cases of this predator actually are just temporary. Uh, it seems that they expand their range, kind of like some of the owl species that we have in Pennsylvania, uh, or at least sporadically see. The lynx actually you know, spread its range out 
down from Canada and uh, that fluctuated a little bit with food sources. So probably not quite a, a, a species that would be seen here all the time, but definitely on record as being in Pennsylvania. One side note, I did find um, between 1989 and 92, uh, SUNY Environmental Science Forestry conducted an experimental program. They actually did a lynx release in northern New York. Over 80 lynx were caught in northwestern Canada and released in the Adirondacks. And all the lynx were actually fitted with radios at the time of release. And those radios provided information on the survival and dispersal of these animals. And believe it or not, the lynx dispersed farther than anyone expected. They showed up in our state of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Quebec, Ontario, New Brunswick, and even other parts of New York. So I thought that was cool. Uh, there really wasn't a follow-up on it, per se. Um, so are some of them you know, still alive? Not sure. But cool nonetheless. So you had a spot on cougars, right? Yeah, so before European settlement, mountain lions once occurred pretty much all throughout Pennsylvania. And their ideal habitat was forests, hills, and timbered streams. But direct persecution, conversion of wildlands to agriculture and human development, roads and highways, and other forms of habitat loss all contributed to the decline and ultimate extirpation of mountain lions across Pennsylvania. And I found in research, according to the PA Game Commission, the last PA cougar was killed in the late 1800s, and the mountain lion is on display at the State Museum of Pennsylvania in Harrisburg, and it was said to be killed near Hawk Mountain in Berks County. Yeah, and um, I found kind of a conflicting report so, and I had read about this several different times, but the last known Pennsylvania mountain lion on record that I knew of was back in, it was killed back in 1856, and they say it was killed right here in Susquehanna County, and this specimen was preserved, and you can actually find the mount at Penn State on the campus there. Um, so, kind of conflicting, but um, I would say the thing that they have in common is the late 1800s uh, that they were both killed. That was kind of their demise about that time, 1850s, and uh, they're not here any longer. Yeah, it's definitely something worth researching more into to kind of figure out which one was the last one. But um, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service recently declared the eastern cougar to be extinct. And despite reported sightings throughout the east, including Pennsylvania, and a confirmed mountain lion kill in Connecticut in 2011, there is no evidence that these animals were native to the east. Uh, how about the Delmarva fox squirrel? Now, I have to admit, it's one I haven't heard of, but uh, it was one of the ones that was listed on the Game Commission website uh, that did reside here. So the Delmarva fox squirrel's range at one time actually covered the entire Delmarva Peninsula and extended northward into southern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So most likely not in Susquehanna County per se, but definitely in the state. And the squirrel was extirpated from Pennsylvania around 1900. They did try some reintroductions, specifically in southern Chester County, and that was back in 87 and 88. 
but unfortunately they were unsuccessful, uh, mostly because of predation and dispersion. So let's talk about the moose a little bit. Um, I had a really hard time finding good, solid data on having moose in Pennsylvania, but uh, according to Henry Wharton Shoemaker, moose were once found pretty far south in Pennsylvania. In his Pennsylvania Deer and Their Horns, which was published in 1915, he describes historical accounts of moose in the Lehigh and Delaware Valleys and in the Alleghenies between Pittsburgh and Altoona. This is just a quote taken from his book. So, Alces Americanus, Jardine, as a frequent visitor to Pennsylvania until the beginning of the 19th century, is now fully established. Many old hunters say that it was a permanent resident until its extermination, although S.N. Rhodes, the authority on such matters, can find no supporting evidence. In colonial times, the moose was called Pennsylvania black moose, to distinguish it from the gray moose, or wapiti, what we now call the elk but quite a few hunters gave it the quaint name of original. And another account by H. Hollister in his History of the Lackawanna Valley mentions black moose being killed in the Capoose Meadows near the present city of Scranton. So that's pretty close to here. Yeah. That was in the late 18th century. And James Hennessy, a farmer residing in the Tamarack Swamp in northern Clinton County, was said to dig up several pairs of fresh-looking moose antlers on his property, um, showing that the animals had ranged through that region in comparatively recent times. Alright, just a couple of final ones. So the wolf, it's roughly been gone for at least 100 to 200 years. Um, But they were definitely here at one time, especially in northeastern United States, not necessarily in Pennsylvania per se, Um, You know, there's some recordings, uh, some journals, like I said before, that mention them, but Pennsylvania was definitely in their range. At the county level, an author known as Emily Blackman wrote a book entitled History of Susquehanna County. In this book, she mentions wolves quite a few times. So I did uh, pull a section out of the book uh, because I wanted to read it because it It actually mentioned a couple of places in Susquehanna County. So here it goes. In spite of all the painstaking by the first settlers in watching and guarding the sheep on whose wool they so much depended for clothing, the wolves found a way to outwit them, sometimes destroying 20 of one flock in a single night, though they were yarded near the house. After a time, the legislator passed an act giving the bounty of $10 for the scalp of a full-sized wolf and five dollars for a young one. This stimulated the trappers and hunters to renewed energy and perseverance. There were several brothers by the name of Brown living in Great Bend who sometimes devoted several days to hunting in the vicinity of Salt Spring and with great success. So it definitely just secures the fact that there were wolves in the county at one time. How many we don't know but enough to endanger the lives of sheep for sure so the last one we're going to talk about is the wolverine and not much information can be found on records of wolverine in the state its range once included 24 states pennsylvania being one of those and the wolverine's population and range has shrunk due to hunting and habitat loss and fragmentation So again, collections of stories from around the state paint a picture of what happened as settlers expanded into more inhospitable territory. 
At least one story out of Snyder County described the events surrounding what is called a ring hunt. And this hunt surrounded approximately 30 square miles and moved the hunting party from the perimeter to the center of the 30 square mile tract. The animals taken in this hunt included 198 white-tailed deer, 111 bison, 2 elk, 109 wolves, 112 foxes, 41 cougars, 114 bobcats, 17 black bear, 1 white bear, 12 wolverines, 3 fishers, 3 beavers, 1 otter, and 500 smaller mammals. And this story, I guess, really solidifies the fact that all these mammals once resided in Pennsylvania. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Those numbers are... Yeah. Um, what a story. Uh, I can't imagine what that looked like. Uh, there's more to the story. Definitely look that one up. I found it on the web. Um, so what would be the takeaway from all this information? Well, I certainly hope that we've learned that we need to conserve both the land and the organisms that live here. And I guess that does it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And that look back at the organisms that actually have resided in Pennsylvania in the last three or 400 years. If you have any questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org and find our conservation corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and the contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>